What's up? This is your boy Retro. And it's your girl Creo, and this is another episode of All But Yeah. So goddamn extra. I know it's been a minute, but damn, can you tone it down some? I know you're glad to be back. You want the NPR voice? No, never mind. Too late. Uh, we up now. This is your girl Creo Vixen, and we're back with another episode of All But Yeah. That's how your ass was at Southeastern. I was not. This is uh, Creo Vixen with your uh, news report. Your traffic news? That's not uh, how I used to sound. Um, somebody broke down on the way to no. Escalades. No. And they need a... <laughs> that is not how it sounded. There's a party over there at Club LA. <laughs> Please make sure you wear something breathable because it's hot as monkey balls in there. <laughs> they will not be accepting tall tees. It's no grown tall and sexy tees. night. That's right. Collar shirts only. Collar shirts only. <laughs> Can't wear sneakers. Must be square toes. <laughs> you hear me? That's when oh, you had man, that. Oh, man, the early 2000s was that's when you something, had that. boy. That's when uh, your boy Jay-Z had that Sean Carter shirts, boy, them button-downs. Them things used to be a grip. <laughs> but with me and my cousin did, we used to go to Burlington, you heard me? Cop them things for like $20. <laughs> used to have, uh, used to, you know, it was that quote-unquote metrosexual look. Yeah. We had a song we used to sing. He's a metro, metrosexual. He's a metro, <laughs> metrosexual. He's a metro, sexual. Then I find out he became a homo, homosexual. He's a homo, <laughs> homosexual. He's he a homo. He ain't become nothing. He always been. Shh. He became. Mm-hmm. Came out of his cocoon. But anyway. What's up, <laughs> ladies and gents? Welcome to another episode of All But Yeah. I know it's been a minute, you know, but you know what? This year, y'all just gonna have to get it how y'all get it, okay? <laughs> Real talk. I'm, you know, we try the, we try all different avenues. We try to do the scheduling and everything, and try to just make sure to keep putting out content, content, you know, and you know, uh, people always say, you know, consistency. And part of my, uh, I have a speech impediment, but consistency, <laughs> consistency is key for everything. But I feel that it's true. But this, you know, just because you may not. Oh, we were silent when we were consistent. But I feel like we never stopped being consistent because we never stopped doing it. No, See, we never stopped doing it. But people in their mind being consistent is like. You know, well, they say that because people have such a short attention span these days. But I feel like if you have quality, yeah, and you pull out good, solid stuff, right. that your people will wait for you. They will. They, you know, true. I believe. I believe that. You know, don't get me wrong. Be consistent across the board. Is everything is good. But I think in different. I feel like in different avenues of life, what you're trying to apply, being consistent with. Well, yeah, doesn't but, apply the same. But consistency helps grow the audience. I understand that. Like, yeah, you can have your loyal people that stick around no matter how long it takes, but to grow an audience requires consistency. I understand that, but even so, with that being said, with what we do and the way all know. way we, that we our life is of, set up, we have nine to five ish. Like they're not quite uh, nine to fives. And every time we look, either <clears throat> one of our schedule changes. I know. So, so like I said, we're gonna give you content. But well, the way they're talking at my job, this is this is where I will be. <laughs> yeah, for now. Until somebody retires. Mm, until somebody get booted out. Like I'm, I'm butted up against, I'm butted up against two people who would have to retire in order for me to move up at this point. So, man, so I'm like right under them now. <laughs> so. I'm, so I have a consistent schedule for a while now. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see what the world gives me. 
But um, but like I said, with that being said, we're going to give you content throughout the year. Don't don't get me wrong, and we're going to try our best to be uh, as consistent. I put it this way: we're not going to promise you a certain schedule. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> I'm not because I'm not killing myself. Because life is life, and, and life you know, is life. And me and Creole, we will go back and forth about doubt stuff like that and be like, well, you and you, you ain't know, edited. It's been three weeks. Yeah, you know all that. <laughs> no, I'm look. I'm not doing that. But it also helps that we probably will go guest co-hostless for a while just to get back in the groove. Yeah, we're not doing. We're not. Yeah, it's gonna be a minute before we do. We're not doing guests. Let me tell you something. We are in the process of. 2024 is, is a lot right now for us. A wedding in October. Uh, me uh, getting these certain certs to up my career to make this money. Uh, moving in, trying to get that figured out. Um, so yeah, there's a lot going on. So like I said, with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna still give you content. Don't get us wrong. Oh, a lot. The moving in together is gonna definitely be something because we're gonna have to find a space for us to record. Well, talking to my mother, she hopefully her Jehovah Witness brother, um, if one of his properties come up, because he got some properties over there, Wagmill, West Wego, we can move in over there to sell or rent. To rent. To rent. Well. Would it be about what you're paying now? A little more? Well, she told him that I could do 1500 I said, man, I'm doing 1300 Why wouldn't you Tiff move it? I said, no, 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 no. Don't put Tiff money. Uh, don't don't put Creole money in the mix. I can only afford 13 I better get to do that. Now, since that's your Jehovah Witness brother, can he hook me up? I could do 1000 can can we do a thousand? <laughs> if you can help do a thousand, stack, yeah, yeah help so us I stack can stack money. money. Yeah, I mean it is wagon me we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, can he? Because he got Wagaman a couple. Supposed to be like up and coming now. He has a couple properties. My from what my mother told me. So I'm like, well, look, if you can do it, huge. If if you could do it for a stack, so we could stack money, so we could buy something. Right. You know that help us out because that's the thing. Like I'm not stacking no money where I'm at. True. And I don't, I ain't gonna lie, I don't care for where I stay at. I just, like when I was coming here today, they just had three random people just hanging right there, not too far from my house, smoking and whatnot. I'm, I'm like, what's up? And I just got in the truck and I don't like that. And I don't like that for you. Like, I don't want you to That's be. That's New Orleans life, no, baby. No, no, no. You don't experience that you shit here. You're in the here. thick of it. You're in the thick of it. Think of it, yeah, yeah the hood, I, nah. Yeah, I'm trying to get the fuck out too. <laughs> so fuck that. I want to live in New Orleans. You no, 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 in, no, 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 no. You in the real New Orleans, not the gentrified version. I didn't actually live in that part. Okay, <laughs> I said, oh, this shit nice where you stay. I want my stay in this area. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. I would but, love to be right across the street. Yeah, so yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's what's going on with us. But um, like I say. Always we want to give you quality over quantity, and that's what we're going to keep on doing. Shout out to Uncle Mark out there. He always listening to us. I appreciate Uncle Mark. I wish he'd go ahead and retire so he can uh, we get him. Boy, the day that we get Uncle Mark on here, bruh, he got some shit to tell y'all, and I can't wait. We're going to have people starting a campaign. Uncle Mark <laughs> retired. We want Uncle Mark. Cause they're like clearly he has some gems if y'all keep bringing Man, him up. Uncle Mark, <laughs> Uncle Mark is the gym keeper. You hear me, Uncle Mark? This is the truth. It really is the truth. He has the. That's who got me into a lot of the things, like the love of music and music videos and creating music videos and all of that stuff like that. Shoot, Uncle Mark, gotta love. But talking about music, like he was definitely the MTV generation that got me into it. Talking about music, um, so recently, not recently, because it would have been about a week, two what? weeks, Grammys. Oh. Well, let's go before the Grammys, because it was before the Super Bowl or the Grammys? Grammys was first. Grammys was first? Grammys was first. Okay. <sighs> so let's talk about the Grammys, y'all. And we had did an episode about the Grammys before. And guess what? It's probably going to sound like a repeat because it pretty much is. 
Um, is this the same thing every year? It's the same thing every year. <laughs> it's the same bullshit every year. Every year, same. That's bullshit. why it sounds repetitive because it's the same bullshit every year. Every year, same shit. It's the same bullshit every year. Beyonce puts out an album and she doesn't get album of the year. Right. <laughs> and with that being said, uh, Killer Mike, he won. What did he want? Best rap album or hip hop album? He won three, but he yeah he won best hip hop album was oh, the biggest one. Right. I remember that. And what kills me, or what killed me, was there were a lot of young generation people who was like, "Man, who the fuck is Killer Mike?" Well, I mean, I mean, uh, so and so put out music. He should. I'm like, who? Who the fuck is you talking about? Right. I don't know none of this nigga music. And have you listened like, to the Killer Mike album? I listened to it. I no, love the Killer album. Is solid. That it was. It's a traditional hip hop. It's straight up hip, but they brought, don't. They don't know what that is. These young kids don't, don't know. know what that is because it's right now. It's Ice Spikes and Lil Uzi and, and and Sexy Red. It's just like TikTok soundbite type music with no lyrical quality. Cause like everybody made a big deal about Uzi's. Uh, I just want to rock, and I finally like actually listened to it. Cause you I'm, I'm gonna to tell it? you at thirty five. At thirty five. I, on my my radio in the car doesn't change from the throwback channel at this point. That's how I know I'm getting old. I wanna rock. And so I'm finally like I think I like think the I think like the throwback channel like was out or like down for like a brief minute. So I turned on Q93 and they had the Breakfast Club on because this is when I was working uh, the morning shift and like working the overnight shift and I'm like leaving on my way home. And so I turned that on. And the song came out. I was like, oh, okay. And I listened to the whole thing for the first time. And there's, there's no there's no lyrics. Well, no, there's I, none. I, I, and people I, are like, that was one of the biggest songs. But I, I think what made there's the no song lyrics. big, or I think made the song big is him dancing to it. Well, yeah, watching him dance. That's but, the only thing that I mean, made that's it all big. it really is. It's, it's just a dance song, but there is no lyrics. But don't tell me, don't tell me it should be best hip hop song if there's no lyrics. Yeah, no, no. I just no. want to rap. Right, like that's, I mean, yeah, it's a jam. I ain't gonna lie, but like, it's a jam. But I, I that's what you it's want. Not that's what you want to come out to at the reception, huh? That's what you want to come Absolutely out to. Absolutely not. I wanna, no. Yeah, yeah, No. Or or your booty hole, your booty hole, coochie, coochie, pink booty hole, brown. Fuck no. But <laughs> me, oh no, you like that the, the other one with, me, with your yes. boy drink. Yeah, so me and Mo had this discussion while we were riding in Namtak, and we was like, I don't like sexy red, but like, kind of begrudgingly end up liking the Drake song because it's like wow. it's not her song and she's not on it much, but it's like you find Get yourself you listen to but Let his coochie breathe. <laughs> Bend that ass over and let that coochie breathe. I know. But you kind of. I No, no. Let me explain it. Because, okay. So, no. I do not like that Pound Town song. I don't. I don't. I fucking don't. Okay. Hey, Pound Town, but bend that ass over coochie and breathe. I don't want. I like. I don't like sexy, sexy red. So, don't. Don't even correlate it with that. But I like the beat to the song. Uh-huh. It is a party song. Uh-huh. It feels very like old 90s, like Luke uh-huh. and the Two Live Crew. And so it's a party song. And like me and Mo was saying, it was like, you just like, like I hate sexy red, but you like find yourself like just shrugging your shoulder. Like, because I fucking it's, like this song. Like, I'll give I you like that. It's song. Like, like, I like the song. It, it, I still no. don't care for her. I get, I'll give you that. It is kind of like Two Life Crew. It's a, it's a raunchy song. It's a raunchy, it's a raunchy club song. It's, it gives me a old <laughs> 90s Luke and the Two Life Crew vibe. You got a daiquiri in one hand and you got your cheeks clapping in the other hand. Yeah. Hey. And so it's good Frequent for what vibe. it is. Frequent but, vibe. Right. <laughs> But like Pound Town don't give me that. You know what I'm saying? Like Pound Town is just ridiculous. Pound Town is just straight ignorant. It's just straight ignorant. But like she really just does the chorus and maybe like a brief rap at the end of the song. But like yeah. it's not the whole song. Most of the song is Scissor and Drake. Let that coochie breathe. Being that ass over. Let that coochie breathe. Shake that ass for Drake. Shake that ass for me. Yeah. yeah, it's it's wild, you guys. It's wild. But back to the Grammys. So, 
Like I say, money, uh, no, nah, not money, Mike. Killer Mike, Killer Mike. Um, nah. and then it got arrested. Then got and arrested. And it probably got arrested for apparently getting in a fight with a security guard there. Yeah, that's some I don't know some wild shit. It's it's kind of fuzzy because at one point they were saying he wasn't really arrested. They just more like escorted out. And I didn't. I haven't heard of any charges. And then at one point they were like, he might face assault charges. But then it was like he might have a warrant for something. It's, it's so fuzzy. But like the Grammys was like he wasn't really arrested. He was just escorted detained. out. He was detained and escorted out. So who, I kind of was joking. I was like, I mean, he won all his awards like pre telecast. I was like, what if he got in a fight intentionally? It was like kick my ass out so I can have an excuse to not be stuck here for the next three hours. I didn't already want all, I didn't want all my categories. I don't want to be sitting here all night. I wouldn't, like, you You gotta stay for the whole thing? I mean, I'm pretty sure they would want to. Man, kiss my ass. Or like, or like, be able to acknowledge you during the show. Be like, hey, yeah, before the telecast, Killer Mike swept all the uh, rap categories. Thank you. You know, and they show you on camera and stuff like Fuck that. Man. But like, show my picture of that bitch. I'm gone. Like what if what if he was sitting there and they were like, well, sir, you know you can't leave until the telecast no is lie. over. Blah blah blah. And he was like, man, fuck this, I'm leaving. And like start some shit with security. No <laughs> lie. And when be I like, kick me out, please. No lie. When I start dropping music, if I was to ever win a Grammy, I would take that Grammy, and we'll go to Waffle House and celebrate. That's, oh yeah. That's where they would find me. Well, that's why I, that's why I showed you <laughs> I showed you the They'll find like me at the famous Waffle House. The famous picture, but that's like the famous picture of Hillary Swank after she won for I think it was Million Dollar Baby. Mm-hmm. And she is at a diner like hamburger joint that's clearly like open all night in in LA. And she she didn't left the governor's ball wait cuz you have to go to the governor's ball to get the plaque oh, okay. tacked on. So, yeah, you win your Oscar. But, I mean, she won for, like, Best Actress. So, that's, like, the one at the end of the night. So, it's not like you have to wait even longer. So, it's like, you win Best Actress, they give Best Picture. That's the end of the show. You go to the Governor's Ball. Everybody's like, oh, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And you go stand in line. And there's these people, I think it was, like, maybe, like, two, four people that actually sit up there with them and tack your plaques on the Oscar with your name and the movie and the year and blah, blah, blah. And you're free to go after that. You can stay and eat. Uh, you're free Fuck to go. That. And so there's a famous picture, and this is like years ago, where Hillary Swank is sitting at some hamburger joint in her beautiful, expensive designer gown with the Oscar sitting on the table, tan up a big-ass hamburger. <laughs> I'm going straight to Waffle House. All-star special. So it would look just like that. Cover and smother, please. Thank you. <laughs> That's where I would be at. Straight up, I definitely with security because you know niggas gonna walk well, and try yeah. to take your shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> but shit, most of the time Waffle House be, especially down here, the Waffle House be empty. At least the one we go to. Yeah, it go right, be right there, right there in Avondale. <laughs> hey man, then you just went over. Yep, <sighs> sure did. Right. Gotta get exercise. Do they have a Waffle House in California? I don't know. California be crazy. Cause I know Waffle House is like a Southern thing. Shit, I put one out there. <laughs> I put one out there. Yeah, I know it's like a southern thing, so I don't. I don't. Now who maybe won? Who won the best album of the year? Who you think? Oh yeah, Taylor Swift. Yeah, forgot Taylor Swift won. Mm-hmm. This is her third, fourth, a fourth. They said she has. She's now the most album of the year awards. So. <sighs> More than Michael Jackson, more than Prince, more, more than, than Stevie Wonder, more than Whitney, more than Whitney, more than Mariah, Mariah. yep, more than and the people back in the day, you know that we had the the founders, the legends, more than any of them. Yep, I'm gonna say this, and you can take it how you want to, you know. Um, I, that's why I told Creole a long time ago. I say me being an artist. Me being a musician, whatnot, would I, you know, if I got considered or won a Grammy, yeah, that's cool and stuff. But to be honest, the Grammys really don't hold weight to me. But the ones that holds weight to me, the ones that I would care about as a musician, 
as an artist is the billboards because those are or anything that's fan voted uh, of course <laughs> anything that's fan voted that means my people my crew my team went out there and voted for me and put me in the spotlight to get these awards that shit about oh this is your peers no it's not amongst my peers who's who's on the fucking board who what who what peers are on the board? And I say that time and time again, it's not really it's not the peers of the, like the current artists. It's like a bunch of old heads who are like, mm, we don't like this. We don't like hip hop, so we're not gonna air their awards being given of course out. Not. We don't care for R and B, so we're barely going to show them. Show them. Those are all gonna be pre telecast, but we're gonna do all of the pop categories and all of that stuff like that. And because they barely this year, I watched, I got to watch it, and they barely showed any awards getting being given out. Like barely, true. Like it was more performance true. base than like people actually getting theirs on stage, which is also makes the artists mad because they're like, "This is my moment. I want to be able to be seen. I want my people to see." Instead of me shooting them a text, going, "Yeah, you know, I won three Grammys and it wasn't shown." You know, I you know you want to be able to get on stage and be like, okay, I appreciate my crew. Right. Thank you for this. Thank right. you for that. My producer, my manager, my mom, my dad, my sisters, my family. You know, my wife, my kids. You know, all this stuff like that. This was inspiration. It was a rough year. Da da da. And I'm glad I could do this. Whatever. You know, people want to be able to be acknowledged, but they, it's almost like they only want the big, big names to be seen and get that moment, which is unfair, well, too. Which is why a lot of them get mad, too, because it's like, Killer Mike won all three of his awards. He swept the rap category, but they were all pre-televised. Yeah. Coco Jones won R&B album, and all that was pre-televised. Like, pre-televised. Mm-hmm. But that's why... Like, I think the only two black people who got to, like, actually, like, win their awards on stage was Jay-Z's Icon Award and SZA. Right. Now... And that was only for one of... I think SZA, like, might have won three, and she only got to be thankful for one. I lie. You know who else got to uh, accept her award on stage? Um, Victoria Monet. There you go. Now, I was going to say that... um, I sent you that Instagram clip with your boy, that comedian, who was talking about what Jay-Z said and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the guy's truth. I feel that as a culture, as hip-hop, R&B, uh, uh, all that that we bring, they need to go ahead and boycott going to these awards. But y'all did, not, but, not, but not, simultaneously not the, they destroyed the BET Awards. Well, that was our that was our look. That BET was our thing. The source, yeah, it was. But we need to get back to that though. That's they killed I'm, all of them. Like they sold, they sold BET. BET is just nothing but uh, Tyler Perry shows now. But BET was was bought by uh, VH1, right? Well, pretty much at this point, BET, VH1, and MTV. So okay. BT, VH1, and MTV all were like loosely under the same umbrella. So it was like they all were under the same parent company. But it had other people running it. They all were run kind of separately to be their own entities. Right. And so BET, of course, was black entertainment television. So that's why you saw your black music videos and the. You know, they had their, you know, MT- and we always talk about this. BT had its version of a lot of MTV shows. So if MTV had making a video, BT had access granted, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. Um, MTV had Cribs, BT had How I'm Living. So, you know, they were there. They were under the same parent company, but still like their own entities, somewhat their own identities where BT had their shows. And you didn't see BET shows on MTV. Right. MTV had their shows. You didn't see MTV shows on BET or VH1. Right. And VH1 had their shows, and you didn't see it on MTV or BET. Now they all bleeding together. Like they are. all of the channels show Martin, and all of the channels show loving hip hop now. Yep. You know, all of them show Wildin' Out. Yep. They all have bled into each other now, and so there's no. There's no separation. And so, I mean, the MTV 
um the VMAs are, are dying. Yeah, and man, that used to be big MTV too. MTV Movie Awards is dying. That used to be big the too. BT Awards is dying. The hip hop awards ain't all that great because hip hop ain't really great right now. Um, we need a we need a reset. And like I said, VH1 is just wilding out marathons. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy wilding out, but it's all wilding out now. It's <laughs> right. all wilding out and loving it. They're wilding out with the wilding. It may be it may be a, a movie here or there. Same thing with BT, MTV, and VH1, like a movie here or there. Oh yeah, but that's it. They need to change BT to Tyler Perry Network. Cause that's all that is. That's all it is. It's Tyler, Tyler Perry, Perry shows. That's all Tyler Perry shit. All of but, the stuff that was strictly uh, available on BT uh, streaming service is now on BT. So, but so it leads me to this. Back to what I was saying. As a culture, we need to boycott all of that. We need to boycott the Grammys. We need to boycott the Oscar. We need to boycott all those quote unquote prestigious award ceremonies where let's be honest we are the, the cult our culture is the one that drives that money for all that stuff you know i'm noticing that i'm seeing more and more commercials with black people in it mm-hmm. i remember back in the day in the early hey, 90s i remember back in those days you barely saw you might see one black kid in uh, you know, mm-hmm. in a commercial, in the background or something. Right now, it's like you know, it's more and more of it because of, uh, uh, and then when they tie our culture to those commercials, mm-hmm. so and what we need to realize is that, bruh, we we really hold that financial, that financial wallet to these corporations, right, and we should not have to bend or bow to any of that because we have enough but the here's the thing the problem is the grammys had actually gotten better the grammys had actually gotten better because well because of competition they had competition so they had to fight for black viewership against the BET Awards. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So when we had the BET Awards and it was like the culture night that everybody made sure they was at home on mm-hmm. Sunday night to watch the BET Awards in June, mm-hmm. you know, to see all the performances and to see the Lifetime Achievement Award and right. to see who was going to win such such award and all this all of that because it was like the night you had to watch because it was going to be this, it was going to be that, it was going to be surprise guests, it was going to be surprise collaborations, mm-hmm. you know, and all this stuff. So you had to see it. And it they always joke, it was a black Twitter event, you know? <laughs> so, you know, everybody was like, I got to watch the BET Awards because come Monday, you know, everybody's going to be talking about it and I can't miss it because I don't know what's going to happen and who going to pop up and who going to do this and da 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 And so... With the BET Awards getting so big and people being excited to see the BET Awards and getting all of these ratings and stuff, you know, I the Grammys had to step up in the early 2000s. Right. So that's when you had, like, the performances with Beyonce and Prince together and Beyonce and uh, Tina Turner together. And you had Chris Brown and you had Rihanna and you had Neo and you had Jennifer Hudson and all... And they all performed because guess what? They had to compete. Like, oh no, BT's gonna pull our our black audience. But now they don't have the competition no more. So they like, hmm. Yeah, they could do whatever they want. Fuck that, we do they whatever. Go back, they go you know? back to the way that they were. And and so without that competition, they're gonna stay complacent. That's fine. They can stay complacent, but that doesn't mean that we have to be there, though. No, but we have to, like you said, we have to build our stuff back up. And, and that's, and that's what's going to force them to go back to how it was in the early 2000s where you had Usher and them performing and stuff like that because you got to force that competition and be a threat in order for them to finally do things our way. But see, that's the thing. I don't want, I do not want to have to do things there, I don't want to eat from them table. I don't. I, I. I. I don't want to. I feel like we should. We. We don't. We do not need to eat from their table to be accepted as what we are as a culture. Like we. We know. We know when it comes down to what we do, 
There's no other culture do does it like us. We know that. And that's why it's like I'm I'm not sitting here fighting and want you, you know what, if that's how you want to play it, if that's how you want to run your game, and you, that's how you want to do your thing, that's fine. But we don't have to eat from that table. But you're going no, to respect, respect us and for what we do. Because we make too much, y'all make too much damn money off of our culture. And our culture is worldwide. I, have, I see it all on Instagram. You have you have you have Asian people over there walking around with afros now, trying to trying to have yeah. fades trying to have kinky hair, yeah. kinky hair. We always sit here, try as a culture, try to get rid of our kinky hair, and now there's cultures who want kinky hair. So they try to convince us to get rid of it. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I'm saying, like, I'm not. We need to wake up and realize that look, man, the, our culture is valuable. Why do you think it took us from where we was from? We bring values anywhere where we go, but we also have to realize that with the culture that we bring and the value that we bring, we have to bring quality. Yes. And that's the problem. And that's we the don't thing. We understand you, about We got to be responsible enough to bring quality. Back in the day, we brought quality. And that's the other thing, too. Now it's just foolishness. It's foolishness. And we let it get away with it. Like that post I put. We, we, we let it run wild. We let the foolishness run wild too long. Too long. Like, it was fine having a, a silly little song here and there and, you know, all like that. But that now that's because, like the primary music. Like, right. We let that be the, the, the leading voice of the culture. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And, and that's like that video I posted with old girl who was doing an interview with... Um, I don't know the, the white girl name. Sukiana doing an interview with I yeah I, I don't know the girl name, but she's a it's popular fuck, podcaster now. For wherever fucking. And what made me reason. mad about that video is like reading the comments underneath in our shade room instead of being like, oh, why are we letting letting our people embarrass us like this? It was like, uh, but why are we going to these white people podcasts anyway? Da, 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 da. She tried to embarrass her. No, she's fucking dumb. Like she's dumb. Dumb. She's dumb. This motherfucker. I'm not a musician. Said, I don't do magic tricks. I make music. I make Ooh. music. I and she's act. like, I don't think you understand what I'm like, saying. You're not hearing the words. You're not even connecting the words. She don't even know what that word means. A musician, and I make music. Hello, you didn't hear the word that connects. No, because she's too busy being combative. Exactly. I don't think. I don't think, think that's ghetto. ghetto. I know. Mm. When and I people heard was like, that, oh, she was joking. No, she no, wasn't. she wasn't. That motherfucker was cold heart serious. She was dead serious. And and shit like that, I don't, I don't have time for. I, I, my, I will punch shit and like this that. Is who y'all buck up and look up to? Exactly. I just, mm. he fucking exactly, man. Look, me and Chris, we talk about all the time. Look, we we talk. We're not one of those gossip. We, we, we're not about gossiping. We're not about bashing people, bashing women, or bashing men. We, we're not about that. Because there's, a, because there's enough of that. They got a, that shit is saturated. Child, there's there. enough. Every fucking. There's enough fe- pages and YouTube channels about that. <laughs> exactly. We, and we never wanted to be part of that thing. But when something stands out, I, it has to be said. But that's not gossip. That was just ignorance and just a proof of like where music is going because this is what this is what like gen z is in the club like going ham to it and this is who they look up to this it's is who they send them going like, i want to be like sukiana i want to be like ice spice i want to be like sexy red like please don't please and, don't and it's not and like they got 16 year olds out here talking about fuck my baby daddy fuck my baby daddy like dog no and like I said, this has become the primary music. Like back in the day, you know, you have a song here that, mm-hmm. you know, what we would like joke about it. Like, that's just my baby daddy. That's just my, my baby, baby daddy. daddy. You Who know, you had the, you had the, the stepdaddy song. Do the stepdaddy. Yeah. Stepdaddy. You know, we had those every once in a while, but you know, that was for laughs. It was for laughs. Like right. it was made intentionally to be comedic. And it was, it, was it wasn't the prime, but it wasn't the, it wasn't hip-hop as a whole same right. thing with like Lil Dicky's music like it's not hip-hop as a whole it's made to be funny 
you know, entertaining. It's made to be funny. It's made to be entertaining, you know, while also having a good beat. But like this mess is just trifling and they making it the face of hip hop now. And it's like, oh my God. And so, and, and, and what sucks is like people like Kendrick and J. Cole and Andre 3000 and Killer Mike and all of them could put out music. And it's like, they shit get slept on because they're like, this is the new hotness. This is the wave. And I'm like, oh no. I'm sorry, I gotta stop you there. Do not bring up Andre 3000 until he drops a real. Oh, with lyrics? Album. I apologize. Okay. I apologize. Until he drops a real fucking hip hop album. The shit he dropped, I understand that's what you wanna do. But I need my old school. We should legends. play that in the background next podcast. <sighs> Nobody be no, they be like, everybody that's, sleep. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but you know what I feel? What we need? What we need is we need a reboot. We need a uh, we need an ass spanking, and we need the legends to come back and spank the fuck Facts. out of these new motherfuckers and show them what. And we need to decide as a whole the like culture. We need to decide as a whole that we want lyrical quality again. Yes. <clears throat> Definitely. We want lyrical quality again, and we don't want we don't want beat makers. We want real producers. And there is I'm like, a I'm difference. Tired, and there's a big difference there's between beat makers difference. and producers. I had a uh, there's a girl I follow on Instagram. She's a singer, and she was like, "Yeah, they got a guy who want me to sing a song, but you know he don't have a bridge in it, or it's not." I said because he's a beat maker. He makes beats. He doesn't produce songs. He makes beats. And I'm not knocking you beat makers for what y'all do. Because y'all, y'all do have a role, but that, like that's not the person you sit and record with. Right. I take your beat and I'll build off of that and expand it some more. And if you're willing to learn how to produce a song. Like y'all buy the beat and then the producer puts it all together with background vocals exactly. and your vocals and how you should sing certain exactly. parts. If there should be a key change, you know, also, a bri- like you say, a bridge, a intro, a, you know, they, they're the ones that curate the whole thing. Right. Like they and come up with the whole concept. Whereas like a beat maker comes up with beat. Right. He doesn't think about how this going to look. I, I got a beat in my head. But a producer, a, a producer is a visionary. Exactly. And I'm going to say this. That's another issue I have right now with the whole music industry is that where where are the good producers at? Because there's a lot of shit that's being put out here that's trash. It is. Now, you know, when I go with uh, Relic, when he goes to the studio record, like this guy in Metairie, He's a real producer because I'll go, I'll go with Cam and he'll try to do something and i am like, nah, man, you got to do it like that. And the dude, I've been to studios where the dude, let the artist record that shit, be like, yeah, that's good. And keep moving because they just want the money. Mm-hmm. They don't worry about how it sounds. They don't worry about how the, the artist project sounds because it's like, I don't give a shit. If that's how they want to do it, I'm going to let them do it. I'm going to record it. Uh, fix the little settings take their money and keep them going mm-hmm. this I don't good. care how it sound I don't really master it right. well cause they got a lot of music out here that's not mastered well so but with this guy he's about that because as you should be because you, you know what they don't realize is that I got another guy he does production for uh what that boy name uh PJ Morton and when PJ wins a Grammy. Guess who gets also yeah. get a part of that credit? The producer. Correct. So you will want to make sure that you produce high quality material out here. So when he be like, man, that's a, that was a nice album. Who's the producer? So and so. Oh yeah, da da da. And that's one thing I can say. Um so I definitely, you know, we had like a lot of questions about like the Grammy categories and like, what's the difference between this and this? And, and so I did learn that some categories are producer songwriter categories versus artist categories because they actually joked about it on the Grammys um, with Meryl Streep. Actually, Meryl Streep was on stage with, I think, 
a producer or songwriter or whatever who's her son-in-law. Her daughter's married to the guy or dating the guy. And so they were on stage. And so they were explaining the difference between record of the year and song of the year. Okay. And so that's always been a question. It's like, what's the difference? And he was like, well, one is a songwriter producer award. So whoever wins this one is, because I think it was record of the year. So record of the year is for the producer and the songwriter. So that's who gets awarded for record of the year. So it's about how it's produced, how it's written, the lyrics, blah, blah, blah. Where is song of the year is for the artist. Right. So the artist accepts the song of the year while the producers and the songwriters get record of the year. Right. So there's some categories that are producer writer and some of them are artist awards and so yeah and i mean we we're missed i mean we there there's some out there there's some that are like coming coming up coming out you know um like recently like i had showed you the interview uh christy coleman did with v script yeah and he was talking about all the work he does and how networking got him there and how he met um dark child and started working with him and all that stuff like that but he's a producer he's a he say he's written on some songs he's you know done the music for some songs but he's a producer right not a beat maker right you know and like i said um going back to what i said with, with the guy who works with pj martin and whatnot you know um he, I, I, I gigged with him on like some church. He started off in the church. Don't y'all know? Hello. <laughs> and, um. That is the musician journey. So I started out in the church. And tripping. then I used to sneak to the juke joints and play secular music. And then finally I approached my family and said, I really want to do this. And it was like, none of that secular music in this house. But I have to do me. If we keep it in this house, I'm going to resent you. Side note, <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream last night that um, this, he was a famous musician. Uh, not magician, musician. Uh, and he does magic? No, he plays music. Is he like David Blaine? No, he plays music. <laughs> but he kind of looked like Barack Obama. It was crazy. And he was a local New Orleans uh, musician. And he heard me play at church. And he wanted me to come sit in for a gig. And I sat in. And, you know, I, I just did my thing. And he, he offered me uh, some free recorded sessions. And, you know, for me to take some classes at uh, Tulane to further my, uh, you know, my skills and whatnot. And I can't remember the guy's name. I don't know if this is even a real person. But you might run into him. You never know. You're right. You never know. Um, One of you people down the road might might be like, hey, you got to come and hit this cat. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. But with that being said is that, like I was saying earlier, I feel like the old school motherfuckers need to come back and spank some ass or somehow it's done. Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, we've heard the T-Pain story so of trying to work with younger artists. So. Exactly. Now, what kind of gives me hope is when I sent you that video of YA's sons. Yeah. Uh, singing. Why, you first, the first, you sent me them singing. Yeah. But I came across another post of them singing. Not that they're a little older, yeah. And they got, and Mary J. Blige signed them to her record mm-hmm. company. And what I mm-hmm. love about that is, A, Mary gonna, Mary gonna work them boys and make them boys sing. Oh, yeah. You heard me? And B... And probably link them with all of the connects she's made over the years. Exactly. And B, I know that it's gonna be true R&B quality music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was telling Creole, you know, not too long ago, we was just going over, like, you know, it, there haven't been another SWV in so long or a Jagged Edge in so many years. Like, there's no... It's so hard to keep groups Traditional. What, but I'm not even talking about groups, but just real traditional, traditional style R&B. R&B. There's, 
there haven't been that many of them. Now, I I give uh, SZA props for what she does. Don't get me wrong. It's not traditional R&B, but... The lyr- for me, lyrical quality is there. Because you know I'm a right. big lyrics person. And right. her lyrical her, quality her is Her music is just how it was back in the day. It sounds like a poem right. being read, right. you know? I would call her stuff... Uh, <clears throat> what, contemporary R&B, maybe? Yeah, that's what they're starting to call it, is contemporary okay. R&B. So, yeah, her... She's contemporary R&B. Janae. Um, Janae's temporary R&B. Coco. Coco Jones, Jones is contemporary. She's contemporary. So and I had no problem with those. But I miss the ballads. I Absolutely. Miss, I miss the motherfuckers doing the runs. You hear yes. me? Yes. And feeling that shit hit my chest. Made me be like, but that's so. That's why I kind of laugh at some of the Instagram videos, Instagram and TikTok videos that talk about like, because you you know this new younger generation with they like psychology terms that they're abusing oh, and all that stuff like that. And so you know, love bombing and everything is stalking and blah, blah, like, but somebody. Cause somebody was joking about stomp the yard and a dude commented, he's like, nah, this is a sexual assault charge now where they were showing Columbus short, like all of the times he tried to get Megan good in the movie, Fact. like being consistent, consistently. He saw her at the step show on the yard and he followed her and he stopped her and said, Hey, he tried to holler at it and was like, found out he had an old man. Then he like, Stopped her when he was cutting the grass, you know, remember? And then he turned around, he found out she was a tutor, and he found out what she was tutoring, and he got he got her to be the tutor, so they could spend more time together. And that was his excuse, you know. And like a dude in the comments said, he's like, "Oh, this is 2024. This is this is considered sexual assault now, being persistent." And yeah, it's also you know they got people that consider it stalking, you know. And so that's what they joke about, like. Uh, Usher's You Remind Me where he's like following the girl down the street dancing well, yeah, behind I her mean. and uh, Omarion in Touch he's dancing behind the girl walking behind her Chris Brown in Excuse Me Miss when he follows the girl yeah. all the way from his job to the park you know and I uh, like um my cousins and them had sent the video of Chris Brown. And they, you know, they had the animated one where the girl like pepper sprays him. Right. And we were laughing about it. And I was like, I blame Michael Jackson's the way you make me feel. Cause that was him in the video too. He was following the girl the entire time. That's what RB was back in the day. It was a dude being persistent going, I saw you were beautiful. I'm following Come you. Can on, I baby. get your number? You know, blah, blah, blah. Holler well, maybe if I see you again, I'm going to try to Shh. holler at you again. Shut That's up. what R&B was. Like, even when it's, it wasn't the ballads, it was still a romantic thing. It was a chase. It was a, you're beautiful. I can't take my eyes off you. Right. You're, you, you know, we in a packed club and you're the only one I see because you just has this glow about you. Right. You know, we lost all of that R&B wise, you know. And so yeah, I agree. Like I, I want to get back to the ballads. I want to like like you say, R and B died when niggas stopped crying in the rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they stopped putting out albums where they were like leaning on a, on a fur carpet, you know. Apologize. I mean, come on, huh? I mean, even Ray J's one wish of him in the rain. Like, come on, like right. Like we 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 missed them. Uh, what was it? Boys of Men, Bended Knee Days. Even Ruby started. I'm sorry for 2004, and I never. Mm, 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 mm. Like we definitely got to get back to the baby, baby, please, baby, please. Thank baby, you, baby, please, days. Because the, the, <laughs> the guy honest true. I really believe that the music definitely is the music and social media together are influencing these horrible, toxic relationships. Well, because yeah, because they think that's how it is. Meanwhile, we we were like hopeless romantics. Exactly. That's even, what I'm, saying. I'm I sorry, was... even in some of like toxic. We we did have some toxic songs. Like now that we know the lyrics to them, we were dancing. We were dancing to them because the song sounded romantic. But then when you like think about it, it's like 
wait, this nigga really <laughs> left his girl a voicemail talking about he wasn't coming home because he going to screw some other women. Talk about Donnell Jones. Where I want to be. be. You know, Carl Thomas, but it like, get mad. like that, though. It wasn't. It wasn't until it was you start listening to the lyrics. It's like, wait a goddamn minute. You know, and it's the same thing with like Carl Thomas. Like, oh yeah. And you like jam it to the song. It's like, wait, this nigga was the side piece and he's mad that she decided to break things off and go back to her family. Like, <laughs> but like I said, it was presented like that. It, it was wasn't. in a different manner. But we was at the school dances, just slow dance to that shit. Like, we understood what it was talking about. Now that we older, it was like, wait a goddamn, this some. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that we didn't have some shit there, but we did. We did, but it was presented in a very, like, how could I put it? You felt it, though. Because, I mean, it's still relationship situations, but now it's like the idea that all relationships are toxic. You know, all relationships are toxic. They all have makeup to breakups. We argue all the time, you know, like, because we really in love because we broke up five times and we are back together. Like, mm -mm, that's not how it was back in the day. Like, you not. broke up using your feelings. You know, you went through a situation when you found out you was a side piece and you fell for that person, but they d decided to stay with their main. You felt it, you know. We also dis discuss, like, conflicted feelings, you know. But it was in depth. It was deep. It was all of that stuff like that. Now it's just like every relationship is toxic. Every, every relationship is terrible. It's all it's nothing but arguing and throwing stuff and you know everybody. Everybody's a side piece in somebody's relationship. Somebody <laughs> like that's the idea too. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get the. Uh... But I keep telling you, I feel a shift. I'm ready. To People get are getting tired of it. Gen Z is growing up. They're getting tired of it. I'm like I told you, I'm sensing it won't be instantaneous, but I sense a shift coming. Like I said, I'm ready to get that phone call. Hey, bro. Uh, this Creole uh, side piece. Uh, Never. I just feel that. Look, look, I just feel look. Like I, I told these... you, I told you when we first started talking, not even when we was in a relationship. I told you when we first started talking, I'm too lazy to juggle that. I'm far too lazy. Uh, well, some, somebody gonna come out with some shit. And I don't like people enough to be juggling two dudes. Oh, bro. Jesus Christ. I get too much shit now. I can't imagine you had two niggas. Bro, I be like, I'm tired now. You think, I, you think, bro, I be tired when I get off work at 1030 at night. You think I'm about to then go put some effort and energy into a dude before I come home? <laughs> Hey, baby, you know, uh, you gonna stop by after right? Yeah, okay. I'm 35 years old now. Like, I ain't got time I'm for that. Like, I'm tired. I'm, I'm ready to go home. home. I'm on my bed. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck. <laughs> the extent of, like, a side piece relationship would probably be, like, some guy that I met that likes a television show that you can't stand and I get to watch it in oh, peace. <laughs> even, even then, we'd be on opposite sides of the couch where I'm sitting up there going, oh, okay. But, uh, what side piece be the stem be text message right but a full-blown like yeah. going visit you and spending time i don't so do don't nothing fuck no man go bye like all i want to do is just be on the couch and cuddle with you like you think i'm about to go go sneak off somewhere after work oh, <laughs> I'm tired it's to too you. much like just the thought of it is exhausting i don't see how people actually do it uh, that's the hole in them but <laughs> like I said, but but what you're saying though with the whole shift, I I'm I'm sensing that shift too, and you know I do look forward to it, but like I said, I I, I think I really think that we can really get this ball rolling. It's like I said, I think our old school heads, I know they made their money, they really ain't got to drop albums, but I feel like. I feel like they, they all should at least drop one comeback album. Not to come back and, and don't drop the shit doing with the new people, sh these new bullshit. No. Come back and do what you fucking do to show them young motherfuckers that us old heads, w w we'll show you what fans are. You right. feel me? And well, here's the thing with the old heads. Yeah, they've made enough money to the point where they don't have to put out an album. But also the beauty of it is is that because they don't have to face 
label pressure of you got to put out an album, you got to put out right, album right, every right. year, da 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 da. They can and they can take the time to curate a good solid album. Hell yeah. We might only get it every five years. That's but fine. It'll be at least we know it'll be a good album. Like Bruno Mars, like we know. Yeah, it's gonna take him five, ten years, but we know it's gonna be a good album. You know, and different things like that. Because when they're ready to do an album, they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, I got this. Or like, I've been putting this together for years. I've made hundreds of songs and I had I can pick the perfect twenty out of the hundreds of songs I've been recording over the last five, ten years, and I could pluck the perfect twenty to make a good album right you know the best cream of the crop you know and so at least we know that there's like a lot of work put in it because i always say that's that's why back in the day they used to always talk about the sophomore slump because the first album would be great but also you got to understand it's an artist that started working on this first album to make sure it's perfect because the label was like okay this first album has to be perfect because this is your debut and you gotta do it big and right. da, da, da. so it has to be great and your first single just has to like punch and like it has to hit as soon as it come on you know and so there was like so much thought going into that first one and so when you listen to artists now who are like yeah how was it for your first album you know you 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 hear from like Usher who's like yeah you know, my first album dropped when I was um 17, but I had been working on it since I was 14. You right. know, Chris Brown's first album, it came out when he was 16, but he's like, I started working on it when I was 13. Right. You know, and so the label is like, you know, okay, we gonna build you up and we gonna make sure, and you know, because the first song got a hit, you know? And that's why they always talk about the sophomore slump because then they spend two, three, five years on the first album to make sure it's perfect and to make sure that first hit hits. Yeah, and then once that first one drop. That first one drop, then they're rushing you to put the second one out because okay, we got to we got strike the iron when it's hot. That's right. You we know, gotta we, we, we got to keep the momentum going so you need to drop a new album next year. And so they rush that album and that's what they always talk about the sophomore slum is like, "Oh, and not all the time is the sophomore album terrible. It's just not as good as the first because not as much effort because the second one got rushed. Right. And then, so then there's the sophomore slump because the second one got rushed. Then they go, okay, that one didn't go as well. We're going to take a breather, you know, because you've been working hard for seven years straight. Take a small breather. We'll come back to the drawing board. And then your third album, we're going to take our time, put it together. And then usually after that, they're straight. Right. You know? So, because let's be real, yeah, the My Way album was good, but like My Usher's probably top two albums was 8701. You, don't th- you didn't like 8701? You like My Way better? Confessions. No, 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 I didn't say the best, I said top two. Oh, top two, okay, 8701, and then Confessions. But no, 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 no. you don't think so? Once again, you say the top two. No, I didn't I mean in that. I didn't mean in that order. But I was trying to say as far as because I was trying to explain the gap in time because eighty seven oh one came out in one. Right. Confessions didn't come out till oh four. Okay. So he took three years to give us confessions. That's what I'm saying. Right. I understand that. I'm just saying in general though. No. Confessions is number one. Like okay. that's we're not that that's what I'm saying. I, that was not in a particular order. Okay, okay. It was order in which it came out. All not right, okay, order okay. of best. Okay. That no, we no, that is universal knowledge is confessions is the best Usher album of all time and one of the best R and B albums of all time. Hey, no. hey, hey, chill out. They got some artists, they got some fires R&B albums. No, they do, but Confessions is definitely shit. one of the top yeah. albums of all time. But, yeah, no, I meant 8701 and then Confessions right, how in it was released. how it was released. Gotcha, yeah, no, Not I agree. which one was better. No, I agree. No, Confessions is superior. Right, no, I agree, I agree to but that. But I, I was meant to explain in like 8701, because 8701 <laughs> is the date it dropped. Right. 
8701 obviously came out in 2001. And then he took three years because even though 8701 was big because you had, you don't have to call and all you that stuff like that. You got it bad. All that was on that album. So that was a you big album. Yes. Well, okay, okay, yeah. Yes. You don't have to call. All that stuff was on that album. And so that one won him Grammys and all that stuff like that. And then he took three years to give us confession, which he, like I, like we said, took his time and gave us a masterpiece. It's that bad boy I get home. What, well, Confessions 8701? Yeah, no, Confessions, boy. Yeah. And so, yeah, so when you take time to put together an album, you give us great things like Confessions, you know? Cause I know everybody was like, man, cause I'm pretty sure after 8701 with you don't have to call and all that, they were like, oh, you need to hurry up and put out an album cause you hot, you know, you won the Grammys and all that stuff like that. You hot. And he pretty much was like, nope, we gonna wait, you know, <laughs> we gonna wait. We gonna take our time with this next album. I promise I'm gonna give you a good one. Just give me time. And he gave us confessions three years later so- instead of rushing it. 8701 is his sophomore album? No, 8701 is his third I'm about album. Because the first one is Call Me a Mac. The second one was My Way, which he said, uh, Call Me a Mac. He didn't feel like himself, which he's always said, like they tried to make him do older music while he was young. Right. Because of how his voice was, his voice was mature and all that stuff. Yeah, he was they what, wanted 14, him to, I think, or something. Like 14, 16. Yeah. yeah. And so they tried to make him older. And then also he was working with Diddy. So they gave him more of a um New York RB sound, like the Mary J. Blige and stuff. If you listen to it, it favors like Mary J. Blige 112 gotcha. type stuff, which is the New York sound of RB, which isn't really him and right. so that's why he said the second album was called my way because that's when they let him do the music he wanted because that's the other thing about your first album it's what everybody wants for you and then afterwards you can start having an opinion about what you want and so yeah so it was like call me a mac then my way like you said because that's when he got to make the type of music and sound he wanted. And that's when he started working with Jermaine Dupree, which was his Southern roots because, you know, he's from Tennessee originally and then moved to Atlanta. I was thought that boy from Atlanta. No, he is from uh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. He's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I his see, mama yeah, moved you're right. To Atlanta. He is because I saw, um, I recently came across a thing where he was, he was on Oprah. Oprah was asking him, you know, she asked him that, do you feel that location had to do with your success? You know, because he was talking about how he left from Chattanooga mm-hmm. and, you know, he out there in Atlanta stuff. And he was like, yeah, you know, not to not to say that you can't make it in Chattanooga, but it definitely helps if you, mm-hmm. you know, move around. Because he was a, he was able to link with like Jermaine Dupree and all of them and all that stuff like that. And um, yeah, so he did my way. And then he did 8701. And then he did Confession. And then after Confessions, he strayed away from those teams. And that's when he was with the wife, the first wife. and Yeah, who fucked up his shit. Yeah, and that's when he like was splitting with his mom and all that stuff like that. You could hear it because it was so different. It was like, ooh, what is this? You know? This ain't us. Right. But he's coming back. He's no, coming his back. new album. Have, have you gotten a chance to see? I listened listen to, to some of it. I ain't get to listen to the whole thing. I'm gonna listen to it today. Though. Not the way you got on my back. Because you the big music buff. I'm the big music buff. Yes, you are. Don't play stupid. Not the way you tell everybody. I only listen to Chris Brown, but now I'm the music buff. You are the music. Stop. First of all, I got you. I'm a te- I'm teasing. Oh but no! Don't hurt me say tease because you know I. I know you's about to go in on me. All right, but um. But I'm listening today. But you told me that you say that it was uh. It's good. It's good. It's real R and B. Real R and B. Only thing is, um, you know, the way things are now, I'm. It might not get much radio play. It probably won't. But um, 
Maybe they'll play Ruin on the radio. They should. They should. Because Ruin has somewhat of an Afrobeats vibe, which is where we've been sliding to. And so maybe thanks to the success of uh, Tyler's Water, Chris Brown, Sensational, you know, hopefully right. they'll play Ruin. We'll see. We'll see what they what But they we need do. to start playing, like, actual R&B songs there. Yeah. We need to. Bring, make R&B great again. Yeah. You hear me? <sighs> Man. <laughs> that was a lot. Huh? See, that was a lot. What you mean? What we talked about. Yeah. That was a lot. This is what we do. We run it, baby. We talk about music and vibes and, and, and culture. Yeah. Um, shit, I think that's it, Creel. Yeah, we, 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 can, we can wrap it up right there. So look, y'all, once again, I would like to say we thank y'all for tuning in and listening to another episode. All But yeah, please subscribe, pass the love, tell your family and friends about us, keep on pushing us. And like I say, um, we're, we're going to be consistent enough to provide you content, great content for you to enjoy and listen to and laugh. Once again, I want to give a shout out to Uncle Mark. Give a shout out to some viewers in Cali, you say we have some listeners in Cali. Yeah, we got listeners in Cali, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, someone across the seas or two. I mean, France, India, France, Germany. Dugahagen. <laughs> so, shout out to y'all. Uh, spread the love. Like I said, we, we're, 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 we're not going nowhere, baby. Like I said, once... Once life starts kicking our ass and we're able to set up shop how we want to, just be ready for us, okay? That's all I'm saying. Man, get us popular so we can afford all that. <laughs> yeah, so we get some sponsorship and shit, man. We can start making some money. We can, we can afford to set up a nice studio. Shit, and have and have some guests over and stuff. Cause so we can have, so we can have our, our, our fluorescent... <laughs> Not our fluorescent. Have our uh, our neon sign behind us. Hell yeah, they're and all wallpaper there. and cushy chairs. Yeah, the whole setup, <laughs> the whole nine. But like I said, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. This is your boy Retro, and this is your girl Creole. Y'all take care. Peace. Let's go. It's your girl Creole. It's your boy Retro. It's your boy Retro. It's your boy Retro. It's your boy Retro. 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 Yeah.